welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the NBA Weekly Podcast coming at you on a special Sunday evening, or actually it's a Sunday night now, it's not a clock, I forgot about the daylight savings time, but I'm your host IBS Jesus, <clears throat> going to be taking a back seat tonight, we're going to have uh, the panel that I had kind of advertised throughout the course of uh, the promotion of the podcast, but the panel basically consists of... Um, the group that we call the uh, IBS, like NBA night crew. Basically, me, Maurice, Corey, and uh, Brian Malone typically dominated the 10 o'clock threads. I don't know what what they were doing. I I just never went to sleep. I don't know why they were up. But we typically dominate the uh, 10 o'clock threads on the NBA um, segment. So I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to take a back seat. I'm going to be more like Ernie tonight. I'm going to let these guys kind of take over and, and discuss the topics of today's NBA. So I've got three callers here. I think this is the earliest Corey's ever called in. He must be really hyped. guess he enjoys not talking to just me. Let me see if I can get him on here. Corey, Maurice, Malone, you guys here? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Don't disrespect me. <laughs> hey, look. I'm sorry, Corey. I didn't mean no disrespect, man. I didn't mean no disrespect. You got you got backup tonight, yo. So I gotta lay low, lay low. All right, so look, we're gonna uh, start with the recap of today's game. I think everybody was looking forward to this game, uh, the Clippers versus the Lakers. Um, Maurice, since you took your time off of uh, 2K to join us tonight, I'm gonna let you start. What was your thoughts on the matchup today between the Clippers and the Lakers? Man, first of all, am I clear? Can y'all hear me? I got my ear Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the Rockets is ass. I'm just going to start out by saying that. All right. Now, to Ew. the game today. I didn't today. see the score. I didn't see the score. Bruh. Damn. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Everybody was there today, dog. Everybody was there today. Teams are figuring it out, but I ain't trying to. Let me see. I ain't trying to go Now, let me go look at these stats, see if I can slander Harden real quick. Yeah, you probably can. 18. I, I, yeah, man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm Bruh. not trying to veer off topic. Um, the the game today was pretty good, man. I caught the second half. I really didn't see much of the first half. Um, I think LeBron is just fed up, basically, with people saying, you know, he's washed or, you know, he. Kawhi's better or Giannis is better or whoever. I mean, he showed these last two games, man. I have to admit myself, and I'm, I guess you can call me a LeBron hater, even though I respect him and I know he's a GOAT. But, you know, I do slander him some just because he has so many fans. But, hey, man, like, right now he's the best player in the league again. And he just imposes his will. He Today down the stretch, you know, the Clippers kept trying to come back and – here goes LeBron with a nice three at the top of the key or getting to the cup, getting the and ones. He's just doing what he does. He's basically an early version of playoff LeBron mode, and it's on full display right now. Hey, um, Malone, I'll get your take on this too. Um, with the Clippers and the Lakers today, um, did you feel like this was a personal game for LeBron, like he really took it serious? I'm glad uh, Maurice had made that comment about playoff LeBron because I've seen a lot of people saying that. Did you get that same vibe? I mean, yeah, definitely. From the last couple of games, I've definitely gotten that vibe from LeBron. Like, he's locked in right now. He knows there's only, I mean, there's only, what, 15 games left in the regular season? Like, he's locked in. He's ready. 
And these are the teams that he's going to have to go through, and he knows it. Yeah. So there's probably not a team having a better week than the Lakers right now. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Clippers. We talked about the Clippers uh, and how we like them to win um, at least the Western Conference. Does this kind of make you rethink it, or are you not reading too much into this game? No, I'm not reading too much into it. I'd still favor them in a seven-game series for sure. Um, I even liked what I saw from them today. Um, I like I liked Paul George healthy. Um, Brown was just Brown wanted it more today, and I mean I think everyone's talking about LeBron because of what he did to Giannis. But if you want to know the reason the Lakers won this game, it's because AD was finally dominant in a big game. I think this is the first one of these big games where I saw him actually dominate. You can't just let. Marcus Morris and Kawhi switch on to AD and he not punish him if you're going to win. Um, and that's what happened today. The Clippers were switching everything and this, this ain't these other teams. If you switch everything with AD, he should be able to punish any wing that's on him. Um, and I think that was the key to the game is that they got those easy buckets from AD. I think he's a leading scorer. Um, so uh, that's what was more impressive to me. Braun was Braun. I mean, if we want to be completely honest about it. We're giving him a lot of credit, but he went seven for 17. Like his efficiency just goes down against Kawhi and, and all the switching that the Clippers do. So you need AD to have these big games in order for them to win. So you talked about a healthy Paul George, which hasn't happened much this uh, season. I think they showed a, uh, a clip where they've only had their full set of like starters or a healthy roster for 10 games. And I think oh, 11 games if you count today, and I think they're 10 and 1. Um, with that in mind, the fact that they kind of haven't had their entire starting core together most of the season, would any of you guys argue that this is not Doc Rivers' best coaching job? Hell no, it's not his best coaching job. And I'm tired of hearing that crap. I've seen them give up 130 points with Kawhi Leonard to the Magic. Like, they just take nights off. Like, I don't care if Paul George is there or not. There ain't no excuse for this team with that, as sound as they are defensively with their personnel. They got at least four guys who are, like, elite high-level defenders. There's no excuse for them to be giving up the amount of points I saw them giving up earlier in this season. So, hell no, it's not close to his best coaching job. That team is still talented. This is a team that made the playoffs without Kawhi and, and PG. They should, still should be a two or three seed if you only have one of them. So, no, I'm not buying nothing that's selling. This team has been way too inconsistent. I don't care about line changes. They just don't play hard all the time. And I'm never going to say somebody's best coaching job if they can't consistently get their team to play hard. I don't care who's on the team. So, no, I'm not rocking at all. Maurice? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I, I personally think the Clippers, top to bottom, is the most talented team in the league. And, they're not to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're still a really good team, but at this point, I just don't think they are like I don't know uh, an elite team. I, I don't know. I, I only see the Lakers and maybe the Bucks. But don't get me wrong. I, I still think the Clippers could beat the Lakers in the seven game series. I'm just going by what I'm seeing now. And it's the regular season, and you know the whole load management thing. And I think, like Corey was saying, Kawhi and PG, they kind of in game load manage sometimes. So. It's not the best job Doc has done. Um, Doc has taken some really good teams that aren't as talented as this team in one sixty games. So no, I don't think it is. Um, to touch on a few things Corey was saying um, with the AD thing, I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent because the fact is the Clippers 
can switch everything. But the one thing, the one mismatch there is AD. They, you can't switch everything on AD. You like like you were saying when you got Kawhi there, when you got uh, um, Marcus Morris there, he has to punish those guys. And yes, he did punish those guys. Um, I didn't see this, the first half. Like I said, I saw the second half, and yeah, AD definitely was the player of the game. But I just think in that fourth quarter, the last five minutes of the game, that's five minutes of the game. That's what you know LeBron kind of imposed his will on the game. That's what I was speaking more of. Malone, you agree it's not uh, Doc's best coaching job? Yeah, I mean, easily. Like, when you – that like Corey said, that team was a playoff team last year. They have all the role players they need in place, and, like, they're inconsistent. So, yeah, you can't say it's his best coaching job when you have everything in place and you can't get your team to play hard every night. So, we're talking about uh... – I think the sentiment amongst all of us is that the Clippers do have a shot at beating the Lakers uh, in a seven-game series. Malone, we'll start with you. What would it take for the Clippers to beat the uh, Los Angeles Lakers in a seven-game series? I mean, they got to be healthy. Number one, that's that's number one first and foremost. They have they got to be healthy. You got to get you had to have Paul George. You got to have Kawhi out there. Um, and I mean, like the Clippers have all the talent to beat them. And I think. They just can't. They can't do what they did today, where you have guys switching off on the AD. They got to come up with a defensive strategy where they can, you know what I mean? Maybe boxing one or whatever they start doing. But they got to keep somebody on AD because they can't switch onto that. If they can, if they can lock AD up, then I think it's over. Corey, um, honestly, they just got to lock better defense. I, I didn't. I was not impressed with their defense like I was in the first two matchups today. Um, I just thought that there were a lot more open shots. Maybe that's a, maybe that's something the Lakers adjustment that I'm just not giving the Lakers credit for. Um, maybe I'm not even sure if Avery Bradley was healthy the first time they played. Um, he had a ton of big shots today. Um, so, yeah, I just I just saw way more open threes than I'm used to seeing for that that the Clippers team gave up. Um, I just want to see more defense, I guess. Um, Maybe the Lakers played a little bit better defense, too. The Clippers only shot 39%. Um, so, is Morris really going to go 0 for 9 again? Is Lou Williams going to go 3 for 11? Like, Kawhi and Paul George played good. They got nothing from no one else. So, um, I, if, if it comes down to AD and Braun versus Paul George and Leonard or Wash, then I would take the Clippers others over the Lakers others. So, I think if they play them like that, and they just rolled the dice, and they would win a seven-game series. Maurice, what you think? First of all, I need to see a different playoff P than I've been seeing the last two, three years. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. True. Two, three. Uh, gosh, <laughs> well, I mean, I give him a little credit. He he played okay against Braun when he was in Indiana, and LeBron was in Miami. He had a few years where it was decent. Then it just basically fell off the table, especially when he got to OKC. Um, perimeter defense has to be at an elite level for the Clippers. You you got to shut everybody else down. Um, you're really not gonna stop Braun. You're really not gonna stop AD. Um, you got to kind of hope the moment is too big for AD, which I'm not sure it is at this point. I think AD has arrived. That's my opinion. Um, you have to make AD work too. That that's the way. You, you got to keep him off the line. You got to make him work. Um, and Kawhi got to be Kawhi last year. Kawhi, it's gonna be tough for the Clippers. 
this is going to be a good series. It's funny because the Lakers have looked the best so far this year, to me, hands down. But there's still a lot of people out here saying, oh, well, you know, the Clippers, they still can beat them in a seven-game series. It, I, I don't think it's, it's going to be that easy. I think it's going to be a fight. It's probably going to go seven games, and you just got to hope. I mean, you just got to hope you catch LeBron off or, you know, like I said, throw somebody to AD, have him, you know, not – as efficient as he can be, and just your two stars, PG and Kawhi, got a ball. So before we switch, I got two stats I'm going to throw out to you guys. I want you to tell me which one you think is the strangest stat from this game. Lou Williams played 28 minutes and only had seven points, or the Lakers had eight players shoot three-pointers. Would you believe that Avery Bradley – had more made three-pointers by himself than the other seven players on the Lakers. Which one's strangest? Easily Avery Bradley. I'm not expecting Avery Bradley that, to do that again. You can't count on that night in, night out. You couldn't even count on that night in, night out when he was good. What I'm saying is you couldn't even count on that night in, night out when he was good. You definitely can't count on it now. Yeah, he was six for 12. Um, when I when I looked at the stat line um, and I saw he had 24 points and then I looked over and saw he made uh, six three points, I was like, oh my god, who who was playing defense? So I mean, Corey, you might be right, and, and Maurice, you said something about the perimeter defense too. Um, they definitely are going to have to make some uh, subtle adjustments. Um, but this is my favorite segment that we're rolling into, Maurice. I'm going to start with you based off your first comments when we got on the show. We're going to now talk about who's trending up and who's trending down. I need your trending up, and I need your trending down right now, Maurice. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who's – we know who's trending down, so I'm not going to go there yet. No, um, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, trending up. Hmm. I guess you got to go with the Lakers trending up. Um, they, I mean, they've been playing well all year, but, you know, some doubters, you know, they lost to Milwaukee the first time. Um, they lost to the Clippers the first two times. Um, they've been playing pretty well, and they beat two really good teams the last two days. Um, I guess that's satisfying their fans. They were a little nervous. I know a lot of Lakers fans were a little nervous going into the weekend, but they proved that, that they're definitely a true contender and probably, to me, at right now as we speak, the best team in the league. Uh, trending down? I mean, the Rockets, man. Like, let's be real. We, we come into the weekend, <laughs> last weekend, we we beat Boston. Um, I'm on, at an all-time high. We beat Boston. I'm like, yeah, you know, what the hell are these dudes talking about? This small ball is going to work. And then we come out, we lose to the Knicks. Um, we lost to the Clippers. And now we just lost by 30 to the Magic. I think it was 30, something like that. Um, don't forget the Hornets. Oh, yeah, 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 and the Hornets yesterday. That's right, back to yeah. back L to the bottom and, feeders. And y'all even let that so, happen yeah. on y'all, too. That was bad. I'm what sorry, what? You got Malone? Yeah, what happened? Too. Uh, they even let the announcers recline on Harden for a second. Y'all didn't see that? The Harden, the yeah, yeah. Harden okay. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I need you to. I need no. you. To, I need you to preference that. No, nah, Malone. Next time, I do need you to make sure you say clowning Harden because he won't clown. Corey, he was Corey, clowning so Harden. I, I hear, that's my I reason. hear the tension. That's my in reason. Your I That's hear my the tension. Listen, 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 before you go on your rant about this, but listen though, I'm gonna keep it a stack. I told you that. Like, I'm I'm a Harden fan. We all know that. We've been Harden fan for years. But I've said ever since the beginning of the year, like it's been Westbrook's team, and Harden has. Been, I'm not sure what his issue is. Ever since the whole Giannis thing to me, it seemed like you know that would make a elite player play at an elite level, but it's been the exact opposite for him. So I'm not sure. I can't put my finger on it. He's always been a spotty shooter, but now it just seems like he's lost his confidence. And Westbrook is is, is still playing at an all-time, you know, I'm not an all-time, he's playing at a high level, and he's really don't have the second guy to go with him to win games, especially to beat the next teams like that. Like, I understand losing to the Clippers. I get it. But these last three teams, man, it's it's been bad. Ooh, so Corey, let me get my calculator Corey. out. No, let me get my calculator out. I got a different <laughs> thing to send it down, but I, let me get a handy-dandy calculator out real quick because, you know, when you're adding up Harden's attempts, it's real hard to do uh, without a calculator. It's heavy math um, here. Um, hold on, 17 plus 13. <laughs> These are three-pointers, okay. right? Um, my man, my, yeah, this is three-pointer. My man is <laughs> nine for 49. Um, from the three-point line during this losing streak. That's four for 17, three for 13, 0 for 8, and 2 for 11 from three. You can't win games like that. And that's since Giannis, right? That's pretty much since Giannis. Yeah, that's since Giannis. Yep, that's since Giannis. That's 18% from the line, (laughs) and and you've taken 13 threes a game. Somebody told me. Somebody told me that man was the black uh, Steve Nash. Didn't they say that a couple years ago? I mean, hard and nicer than Steve Nash. Don't do that. Let me. We're not talking about this no more. <laughs> Westbrook balling, and y'all know that's the only person I support. So, let's go to the real team that's trending down. And nobody likes to talk about these teams because they ain't got nobody. I hate. I can't stand passes. There's nothing I hate worse than a, a pass. And nobody talks about certain teams. I ain't going to say it because they got a white star, but it seems that nobody ever criticizes this team because their star is white. The Denver Nuggets are god-awful over the last week. They have lost to the Cavaliers and the Warriors at home, the non-Steph Curry Warriors. Now, and they, so they lost to the Warriors by 16, a buzzer beater to beat the Hornets, and just lost to the Cavs yesterday. So let's not just say it's the Rockets. You can't lose to these teams and expect me to think you're a real team that's going to get out of the first round or into the second round. So I got the nuggets that the team is turning down, but we'll never talk about it when they turn it down because everybody gives them Jokic's fat ass a pass. I'm over it. Shout, shout out to Celtics, too. Yeah. Celtics have been playing pretty bad the last week or so, too. But my bad, Malone, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. So I'm going with trending down. I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, they all oh, lost God. to the Cavs. I know Embiid's hurt. And I know Simmons is out. I don't know when they're coming back. And they lost to the Cavs and the Warriors this past week, too. Damn. Yeah. You can't lose to the Warriors. <clears throat> who's, your, who's your trending up, Corey? Man, after this, uh, I don't want to say the Lakers. 
Uh, oh, I'll just, I mean, I'm, I'm calling spade a spade. You got to give props where it's due, man. Um, the Thunder. The Thunder are trending up. They just beat the Celtics on the road today. Um, they've been playing good basketball. So you got to give props where props is due. I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, like, it looks like they're going to overtake the Rockets for that five seed. It's are you going to give Chris Paul props or are you just going to give the Thunder props? I'm going to give the Thunder props. Why would I give Chris Paul props? Okay. Okay, no, just just wanted. Why, why would I get a why would I get a why would I get a fourth best player on the team? That's confusing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't want no smoke, man. I'm just here. I'm just here to to move the show along. I'm just the host today. Uh, Malone, what's like your trend tonight? Right? You've been playing well. <laughs> well, Corey, Corey took mine. Corey took mine, so I'm going with my other one. I'm going with the Pacers. Okay. Uh, okay. Pacers, are, Pacers are seven and three in their last ten, and Oladipo is finally balling. Like, he finally looks like he's back from the quad injury. I think he's averaging, like, 18 or 19 a game over the last week. Like, oh, he's shooting 50%. Like, Oladipo's finally back. And if they're going to help the Oladipo, I mean, the, the East is kind of weak after Milwaukee. So, the Patriots can do some damage. Um, so, real quick, um, looking at the Mavericks, they've got 39 wins. Thunder got 39 wins. Rockets got 39 wins. Jazz have 41 wins. So that's about, what, two, three games in between the seventh spot and the fourth spot. Do you guys see the Mavericks moving up maybe to the fourth spot by chance, or, or do they have to get really lucky? They've been playing some good ball lately, no. too. No? No. No. Okay. Stop it. Just put yeah, it I'm out going there, man. That I'm going no on that one, too. <laughs> I mean, you were talking no, about no, white stars to get a pass. It just made me think of the Mavericks. Przingis been balling though, man. Przingis is arguably the best player in the league the last what, month, month or so. Quietly. I mean, he's not, but I mean, you can. He's yeah, playing you can make the argument. Um, but he's white. Because he's white. I said you can make the argument if you're white. Yeah, I mean, y'all know how I feel about Porzingis, man. He's been balling, yo. Look, I'm white. I'm, um, I'm white, and I won't even make that argument. So, we need to get out of here with that. <laughs> so, uh, we got our trending up. We got our trending down. We talked about the the um, the Lakers and Clippers. I guess the, the biggest storyline right now in the East is the injury to Giannis. I don't think it's too serious. I think he's missing, like, two games. But does that – make you guys wonder a little bit? Do you feel like it might be more serious than what they reported? Or do you feel like the Bucks need to dial them back and just save them for the playoffs? Because they, they've pretty much locked up the, the East. I think it's a conspiracy theory to get Braun his MVP. It's true. That is a, a spin to it. Maurice, what you think? I think they should – I mean, I'm not going to say rest him, like, but just make sure you're kind of cautious bringing him back. If it takes longer than two days, it takes longer than two games. So they're not going to win 70 most likely anyway, which I think they were pushing for at one point. So now mm-hmm. you just bring him back slow and head to the playoffs. Malone, how you feel about it? Like, I, after watching today's game, there's no point to rush him back. Like, they got it all locked up, but they were – they were bad today. I and mean, they gave 50, almost 50 points in the first quarter to the Sun. Like, they need him, but they don't need him right now. They need to get him healthy for the playoffs so that they're ready round, for round one. Yeah, and uh, just so everybody knows, if you're listening, LeBron was 
ten to one. I think I posted that in the group too last week. At one point, he was ten to one still for the MVP. I'm pretty sure that's going to go down to like three to one <laughs> at the news of Giannis missing a couple games and then LeBron's latest run. Um, so we had some storylines that were not related to on the court action. I think the biggest one that everybody was talking about uh, over the last week was um, Spike Lee being stopped by security because he took the wrong entrance at Madison Square Garden, and uh, they were attempting to deny him access. The headlines say he was denied access, but according to my sources, he was sitting courtside still at his seat, um, and Mr. Dolan tried to talk to him, and Spike wasn't having it. And then Spike went on for his take, and I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the clips where he, he says he feels like he's being targeted. The Knicks, social media fired back and kind of mocked the whole interview. Um, there's a clip online of, of uh, Spike yelling at security, asking them if he's going, if they're going to treat him like they treated Charles Oakley. Uh, Oakley came out and said that uh, there needs to be uh, a league-wide investigation into the Knicks and how they treat people, et cetera, et cetera. What is your take, Malone? We'll start with you. What is your take on this whole fiasco with Spike Lee and and the New York Knicks? I mean, I think even if there was a whole issue with with the way he handled everything, you don't make it public, and that's the problem with the Knicks. Is like they're they're making their bad publicity public. You can keep all that in house. None of that has to get out to the media. None of that has to become this whole story that has become. But that's what the Knicks are. That's the only way the Knicks get in the news anymore is when they do stupid shit like this. Like, I apologize for my language, but they, they just do stupid stuff like this. And then, like, you can't go, – Dolan's got to go. At the end of the day, Dolan's got to go. But that ain't going to happen anytime soon. So, I, I mean, it's Spike Lee, man. They got to get him back in there. They got to work something out and get him back in there. Like, he's the most iconic NBA fan any of us know. Yeah, especially on the East Coast. Uh, Corey, how – how, because you're, you're pretty good with knowing how the NBA works. Uh, as far as front office and the nuances of the league, can they just find a way to vote Dolan out? Can they just maybe say he called somebody the N-word or something and get him out the paint? How did they get rid of this guy? Not Dolan. Dolan ain't Sterling, bro. Dolan got real power. They would get sued for so long and so much. Like, nah, they're not getting Dolan. Dolan not going nowhere. And I'm tired of hearing about it, man. Like, all we're doing sports is complain about these owners that have the highest grossing franchises of anybody. They print money, and people still support them, and the media still talks about them. Like, shut up already. It is what it is. That's what's happening. Like, get over it. Like, and Spike Lee, like, I'm off of Spike. I love Spike. I'd have turned up if I was Spike, too. But we really going to sit here and draw a rally cry around someone whose ego is too big to just walk through the VIP entrance. Like, I'm supposed to shed poor liquor out because they asked him to walk through the VIP entrance? Honestly. Like, they said, you're not an employee. Go through the VIP entrance. I'm supposed to shed poor liquor out for my man for that? Maurice, like, that's you're, you're in that's some rich. Yeah, that's, some rich that's some rich nigga problems, man. I'm sorry, I, I can't relate. I, <laughs> hey, I got nothing. We, we definitely can't drop that word on the air. So FCC, if you're listening, that was an accident. You didn't hear that. Uh, Maurice, Maurice, save us here. Bring us back to the light, bro. Hey, um, you're in Spike Lee's shoes. You're in Spike Lee's shoes. How do you feel about this incident? I guess Spike just want to be extra right now, man. I. I don't know. We're actually talking about the Knicks right now, huh? And this, like, it, like Malone was saying, man, this is just 
the Knicks. They do dumb stuff. I don't understand why they. This has to be out in the media, um, and not to not to be funny, but what did they gain by kind of trolling Spike Lee after the first hate uh, interview? Like they they should have contacted him on the phone or whatever they needed to do to to clear this up. This is just one big circus, but it's the Knicks. Like it, it's crazy as a Cowboy fan that I can sit back and call the Knicks a circus, but it's it's just bad. And no, Dolan's not going anywhere, and I can't see him going anywhere ever unless he decides he wants to sell the team. Um, it may be wrong for him to kick people out that's holding signs saying sell the team or talking trash or whatever, but it's his right. MSG is huge, man. Like he owns so much, so you know, so many things that he has a lot of power. This is like Corey said. This is not a Sterling incident. This is way bigger than a Sterling incident, and I'm pretty sure these owners now they're kind of keen to what they say and do. So it's going to be hard to catch them slipping. I mean, if we keep it in the buck, Dolan run the Knicks like Ronnie run the group. So, I mean, at some point, I guess we kind of got to respect the gangster. Yeah? So um, I'm, I'm going to get them shots off before I get kicked off the air. But um, I think the real travesty in this and the one thing that really made me laugh is when Spike Lee went on national TV and told everybody that he spent like $10 million on next season tickets. I was like, dude, what? Ever since I've been alive, the Knicks have not been that good to to spend that type of money. I mean, they had a run in the 90s, but they were entertaining. But but especially after basically Patrick Ewan left and Allen Houston was gone, like, why would you ever go to a Knicks game, man? Even when they had Melo, they weren't that good. Like, what what are we doing, Spike? I feel like you should donate right, money they, to charity. They need to pay Spike to come to the game. Yeah, but there's, I mean, my fault, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he say he spent like 350 grand a year or something like that on his ticket? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think he said he's been a season ticket holder for like 20 plus years. I know um, there's stories about him trying to recruit guys uh, to the Knicks too, like almost like the Knicks were using him as um, as a spokesperson for the team. But I, in, in a sense, I understand what Spike is saying. Like, he's always been going through this entrance, and all of a sudden it's a problem, and nobody, like, reached out to him. And then I also can feel Dolan when he basically yelled at the man and said, well, now you know, <laughs> you know? Like, eh. and then like Spike said, you know, they call him when they need the money for the season tickets. Why can't they just tell him about this interest that he always takes? But at the end of the day, like you guys are saying and, and made a great point, it's bad publicity. We're talking about the Knicks and Spike Lee rather than the Knicks actually beating the Rockets, which people should be celebrating. R.J. Barrett had a great game that game, and nobody's talking about it because we're too busy talking about this drama that is the New York Knicks. Um, will we ever see uh, a time where the Knicks in the next like decade will be – an attractive destination for like like superstars and stuff. Will they bounce back as a franchise? No, no they're talking about getting Chris Paul. <laughs> they want Chris they Paul next year. So no, nope. the answer is no. Yeah, KD and Kyrie weren't coming there. Like they chose Brooklyn over the Knicks. They wanted to go to New York, but they chose Brooklyn because they didn't want to go to the Knicks. It's not happening. Corey, what you think, man? One, don't ask me no dumb question. I told you about disrespecting me on the air. <laughs> Two, when did they ever, when did they bounce up? Like, they ain't never been good. What are we talking about? 
just just trying to give him, throw him a bone, man. It's a big market, man. It's it's Madison Square Garden. They never Somebody. been good. The they New Jersey Nets were good at, before they were. At least they went to the finals. Knicks ain't never been good. That's true. Poor Knicks, man. Poor Knicks. All right, so the second storyline, which I'm sure we all got the same opinion on this, but I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, the Chinese get back is what I'm going to call it, is sweeping America. And the NBA got a memo that basically said at some point you might see empty arenas and they expect people to still play. And LeBron came out and said that he plays for fans. He ain't playing if there ain't no fans in the arena. Who here believes that? This nigga front run as usual. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. At first, at first, I did say, "No, oh, this, this he ain't about to miss no game check. He ain't this dude just talking." And while he might not play for the fans, if y'all don't think Brian might show up and be like, "I ain't feeling this. I'm load managing," then what y'all gonna do? Like, if he feel like that, and he like, you know what, just weird, I ain't doing it, then he ain't gonna do it. It's that simple. If Brian don't want to do it, he ain't doing it. They're not going to cancel games. But if he don't feel like playing, he's not going to play. So do you think they he'll get fined or uh, will they cancel check game checks, anything like that? Do, or I do, think think? LeBron, do I think LeBron James is going to get fined? Are you crazy? <laughs> okay, let me tell you what's going to happen. Let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. They're going to be on a, a road trip, and they're going to have – they're going to play Cleveland – and then they're going to play, like, Indiana on back-to-back nights. And Bron going to stay in, in L.A., and ain't nobody going to say nothing to him. They're not going to force him to retire and then come back and, and wear another number? <laughs> I mean, it's the road to greatness. That's what he's chasing. I'm just saying. Y'all really <laughs> think, really think they're going to do something that Bron don't want to play? No, I, I honestly don't. I mean, it's, it's still a uh, player-driven league. It's a player-driven right. league. Right. Yeah, um, the, the NBA, it, it's not going to happen. NFL, now, it, it could be a little to go a different way. But in the NBA, like you said, it's a player-driven league. So, now nah, I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, Malone, somebody on Twitter said they need to uh, say Corona's in, in uh, D.C. so the Wizards will stop playing. You agree with that? <laughs> Man, I don't even want to talk about the Wizards. Like, you, you were talking about the Rockets are trash. I don't even want to talk about the Wizards right now. <laughs> hey, bro, you know hey, how wait, wait. they brought us on the podcast just to slander the Rockets and Wizards? I'm nah, that, man. man. I, I ain't trying to slander nobody, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already here. So, look, we gonna... The Wizards been so bad. The Wizards been so bad this year. Like, I feel like I've taken all my shots already. Like, ain't, ain't nothing anybody can tell me this year that I haven't already heard. Hey, look, we're not going to do that, though. Talking about, hold on, hold on. We not, that's what we're not going to do. I'm not going to have that. We're not going to just make fun of the Wizards and not give some props to Bradley Beal. That dude's averaging 31 points per game. We're going to put some respect on his name. Oh, no, he's been balling. He should have made the All-Star game. He's been balling. I was about to say that it won't, the media and everybody else do dirt on him, too, man, because I don't understand how Kyle Lowry made the All-Star game over, over Beal. I don't either. He's the first, they say he was the first dude to drop 50 on back-to-back nights since Kobe. It was in, like, 2008. Yeah. And he's the first dude in the league to drop 50 on back-to-back nights since 2008, since Kobe. 
Bradley like Bill is absolutely filthy. If you watch, like, how he gets his buckets in a game, it is nuts. I figured it out, man. That's who took Hardy's powers. It was Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bill? He's way too efficient as a shooter to, to take Harden's powers. Um, yeah, but like the way enough. he like draw fouls or stuff, it, it, he got he watched them hard in film. I, I can I guarantee you. I'm gonna keep the buck, man. Um, Oklahoma City offered the Wizards uh, Harden for Beal straight up before they traded him to Houston, and I always thought the Wizards were stupid, but you know, <laughs> I'm just leaving it at that. But but that's because I thought they were stupid too. But that's because I never thought Beal would be this good. Like, he just kept improving. Like, every year it was like, all right, next level, next level, next level. Like, he just keeps getting better. He's been healthy, too. He's hurt. He was hurt a lot early in his career. I feel bad for Bill, man. Yeah, when is John like, Wall ever coming back? When, when he came into the league, he couldn't dribble. He couldn't be your lead. Like, he, he basically runs point guard for him now. He couldn't be your lead guard when he came into the league. Yeah, this and this is why I hate the old – um, analytics crowd like Bradley. That oh, we hate analytics crowd. Bradley Bill was exactly what they like—a throwback player. Took a lot of mid-range shots. Had the entire game, entire package. He elevated his game when he starts stop taking long twos, taking threes, and going to the bucket, either layups or threes. That's when he started to get real nice. When he stopped that nonsense that these old heads be talking about mid-range game, mid-range game. So, since we're talking about teams that are not really that good anyway, can we talk about the firing of Kenny Atkinson? Why does Kyrie think he's LeBron? But he might be worse. I don't, this is seventh coach in nine years. He might be worse. He's had seven coaches in nine years. The only one that lasted multiple years was Ty Lue, and he wants to get him back. Kyrie might be worse. <laughs> That's true. Where is Tyrone? Ain't he on somebody's bench right now? Oh, he. I didn't know he actually got him fired. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just a justice. Yeah. Who? Uh, Kyrie. I heard. I heard Kyrie Kyrie was pushing to get him fired, and he wants Ty Lue in there. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, that's what the report said, but it. To me, it makes sense a little because, I mean, it wouldn't come from Durant. Durant ain't played. Durant probably not really around the team like talking about it because he's been rehabbing. I mean, Kyrie's played and, and, and had these injuries and, and sitting out and stuff. So, And then he just had the surgery. I, I feel like I feel like it came more from Kyrie because he's the one who's spent time with the team and been on the court. It couldn't have been Durant. Durant said Kenny Atkins style is the reason he came. Yeah, and he got to play and with it, him. And you know who it definitely wasn't? It definitely wasn't DeAndre Jordan because he ain't even playing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting because a lot of people seem to like Kenny Atkinson around the league as far as a coach. And he just made the playoffs last year. But I guess that's not saying much in the East. But either way, I would expect to see him pop up somewhere else for another team looking for a coach to kind of bridge the gap. Maybe stay Cleveland. Yeah. But I'm saying what I thought was wild was they won the game and then he got fired after they won. 
Like, that's what throws yeah. me off. It's not like they were on, like, a 10-game losing streak and they fired him. They beat Boston in overtime. They lost the game. Then they came back and won the next night, and then they fired him. Yep, they're seventh in the East, beat a beat a um a top four team, and he got fired, man. I mean, you don't typically see that with uh, saltine coaches, but I mean, this is a weird March. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Maybe they thought it was February still. Again, just never know about the NBA, man. Uh, let's go ahead and go with our uh, closing segment um, called "Shots Fired." Once again, I had a sound bite, but of course, it didn't load. Um, but we will touch on something that I think we all probably have opinions on. And uh, I'll let Corey go first because this is his second team. Uh, Draymond Green and Charles Barkley kind of had words through the media. We know Barkley's been making jokes about Draymond all season. I think he calls him uh, a triple single is what he calls his stats. But um, somebody asked Draymond about uh, Barkley. Draymond said, Barkley should stop before I take his job. He also can't talk basketball with me either. Not smart enough and not qualified. No rings. You can't sit at this table. That would be my issue is the last couple of lines. Corey, does Draymond have any claim to this? Like, is is this a real thing or should he just sit back? No, he shouldn't just sit back. Like, clearly Chuck has a problem. Like, they have a beef. Like, it's longstanding. It's long going. They both took a personal shot. They both said they won't gone too far on personal shots. But, like, once you have, like, tension with somebody and y'all both agree to, like, agree to disagree and part your separate ways, somebody else throws shots at you uncalled for. I mean, dude said he not tough. He not a bully no more. He averaging a triple single. What, he supposed to just say nothing back to that? Of course he can say something back. Now, going to the rings argument when you were the fourth wheel, like, that's clown and cartoonish. Like, I mean, Horace Grant should, like, would Horace Grant say something about Chuck? Not having rings? Like, what are we doing? Where are we drawing the line at? Does Steve Kerr get to talk to Carl Malone? Like, what are we doing? Um, so, obviously not. And if we want to be completely honest, Draymond and Draymond, the reason that they don't have three or maybe four, <laughs> we want to really talk about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, It is what it is. He took it too far, but I don't have no problem with him talking back or saying that Chuck – can't talk basketball with him because Chuck really can't talk basketball. I don't know anyone to go to Charles Barkley for his actual opinion on basketball because he talks nonsensical and he's rarely right. He's just funny. Um, Maurice, what's your take on it? Uh, Barkley, Barkley said some things, man. That you you can't just sit back and not you know, not respond. So I, I agree. Dream on definitely has the right to return fire. Was he right? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, taking the, taking his job part. Hey, Draymond, you can say what you want about him, but he knows his basketball. He has high IQ. So, I mean, I could see him, you know, sitting at a table one day, you know, as an analyst or something like that. But the whole ring argument I've I seen on the page today, that's kind of like Trent Dilfer telling Dan Marino, you can't sit at my table. Basically, you know, it's, that part is kind of dumb. Um, but, you know, when you're beefing and you're throwing shots and you're throwing jabs, you're going to say some things that you know kind of get under somebody's skin, even though it's true or not. I, I really – it's funny. This whole thing is funny to me. I can't take it serious. But, you know, I'm a fan, so it's entertaining. Malone, I know you, you hate clown comments like this. What's your take on it? Man, my, my my whole problem with the situation is Draymond thinks he's better than he is. 
And so, like, yeah, he got to say something. You know what I mean? Somebody, but at the same time, like, like, like we know from in the group, there's people talking about, oh, well, Draymond went to his own team. He could do this or he could do that. Like, Draymond <laughs> is a role player. He is a role player. And he needs to understand he's a role player. Like, I'm not saying he's wrong for saying anything to Chuck. I agree with that point. Like, he has to come out. Like, some of the stuff Chuck said is disrespectful. And you got to come out as a man and say, like, look, nah, I'm, I'm not here for this. But at the same time, like, you're a role player, bro. You are a role player. Yeah, that was my that was my thing on it, too. Is like, at some point, bro, we gotta we really got to start calling people out. Like, this rings thing is just going too far. Like, we get it. You got rings. That's great. But Charles Barkley is arguably one of the best at his position ever. Everybody loves him. He was on the dream team. Like, he earned his spot in, in, um, in the league and, he won't know Draymond Green for sure. Like, he won't get carried most of his career. I mean, maybe that, that time when he gained all that weight and he was in Houston. But everything goes to die in Houston, apparently. So, Chuck's not immune to that. Um, well, except for Russell Westbrook. I give Russell credit. He He's thriving somehow. How long that lasts, I don't know. Um, maybe you're right, Maurice. I did bring you on just to throw shots at the Rockets. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hey, but one thing, one thing about the ring comment, I don't think rings come into play until you're talking goat conversation. Then you can kind of bring up rings. But if you're the fourth wheel on a team, one of the greatest teams of all time, you can't bring up rings, bro. That's true. Facts. If, That's if you true. Ain't, if you ain't, if you ain't the lead dog, I don't want to hear about your rings. I don't even want to hear them from like Scotty. Like I'm not hearing no rings until you get to a certain level. That's correct. So the next one, I'm gonna. I'm going to save what I think is the best for last. But this next one, I don't have a direct quote because Giannis don't speak English really. But we all know Giannis said, made a joke. <laughs> he made a joke about James Harden not passing and said some things about Harden's defense. And everybody's kind of said some things about Harden's defense throughout the years. And it just seems like, honestly, the one thing I will give Harden credit for uh up until this year, it did seem like he never really listened to the voices um, outside. People complained about his style of play, oh, he travels, this and that. He he just always seemed to be above that. But Giannis said something in his language that triggered my man Harden, and it seems like he's got space in his head now. So what do you guys make of the Giannis-Harden like beef, and, and has, has it affected Harden's game in your mind? We'll start with you, Malone. I, mean, I think it's definitely on his mind. If it wasn't on his mind, he wouldn't have said anything. Like, it's definitely something that, that he's – but I just don't understand how. Like, you're a superstar, bro. You know you can ball. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get why he's so upset by it. I don't – but it's definitely in his head. I mean, Corey pulled it up, 9 for 49. Like, since Giannis said something, like, that's – it's definitely in his head. I just don't understand why. Maurice, that's your man. Defend him. Well, <laughs> it's tough to defend now for 49, man. But just like the whole Draymond situation, he had to respond, man. Like, Giannis has been taking shots since pre-All-Star game. I mean, it, this actually goes back to the MVP award, if you want to be real, last year. Harden put up crazy numbers. He carried the, the Rockets when CP, uh, Capella, and Gord were all out for like two months. They still won 55 games, I think, or something like that. So he felt he deserved the MVP. They gave the Giannis. I think, to me, last year was kind of a toss-up. 
um, depending on what you like. Uh, Giannis wanted Harden said a few things, and then Giannis, I think, kind of took it personally. He didn't really come out and say you know anything about it, but I think the whole thing before the All Star game where he wants somebody that passes the ball, which was wrong because Harden averages more assists than Kemba Walker. And if, if I'm Harden, I'm speaking on that alone because you put me in the same category with Kemba Walker. Come on, bro! Like he was being very disrespectful. And then at the end of the All Star game, he says something like. Oh yeah, uh, you know we was just uh, trying to go to anybody that Harden was guarding. I mean, maybe that was a game plan, and maybe that should have been a game plan. But you saying that in a uh, post game press conference, like you're, you're you're taking shots, bro. So I understand, and I don't think Harden lashed out because he's still in some type of way. Um, Rachel Nichols asked asked him the question, and then I think he took you know he kind of felt some type of way about it when he was talking about it. Um, I mean, he said basically Giannis doesn't have any talent because he just runs and dunks and he's seven feet, which is incorrect. I mean, that part's correct, but the incorrect part is Giannis is very talented. And just like I said earlier about the Draymond thing, sometimes you're not right, but you got to say the right thing to kind of push buttons when you're kind of beefing and jabbing at each other. And I think that's all this situation was. And I said earlier, yes, exactly. It's definitely in his head. He's been playing like crap the last couple of weeks since the whole thing went down. And he's one thing I've learned about him, man, He he's a great player, but he's very mentally weak. And when something's in his head, he can't get it out, and he plays horrible when it happens. Coy? All right. I don't know where to start. I guess I'll start by, like, who's right, who's wrong. Like, they're both wrong. Like, they're like, oh, Harden doesn't play any defense, Harden doesn't pass thing. It's absurd. Russell Westbrook is shooting 27 shots a game. Like, the notion that Harden somehow doesn't pass is the dumbest thing I've heard in a while, actually. No, he didn't pass when they literally circled him with people that can't dribble more than once. But he's clearly shown that he's willing to take a back seat and let Russ, like, do what he wants and shoot the ball 27 times a game. So that's silly saying that Harden somehow is this defensive liability now and they were going at him. Well, it didn't work, and that's why they lost. And they stopped going at him really quickly, actually, and started giving the ball to Embiid because that's the only time they could score. But when they were switching and trying to go to Harden, they didn't score. And it happens a lot at the end of Rockets game. They try to switch, and Harden's really good in the post. And when he switch a couple times, that's usually who he ends up on is a post guy. And he does well in the post. And obviously Giannis is super skilled. If he was just seven feet and could dunk, guess what? He would just be all these – he would be John Henson if that's all he could do. Like, it's all stupid. They're all just going back and forth about nonsense. But what I will say is I didn't come here to slam the Harden, but I just kind of keep them up. Ain't nobody in that man's head. This is just what he does. This isn't the first time he's done it. It's not the worst time he's done it. Let me read out some January stats for this man if you thought this stretch was bad. Um January 20, one for 17, then two for nine, then day? one for six. When your man was posting his tour date? Huh? You talking about when your man was posting his yeah. tour date? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the dude had another stretch where he was six for 44. This ain't no, like, anomaly where he just is Giannis in his head, so he's having a bad stretch. This is what Hart does. He just lets them fly. And they go in a lot of times, and he has stretches where he's absolutely awful to start the season. One for eight, two for 18, three for four. Like, this is what the dude does. 
Like, that's what he does from three. He has these stretches. It has nothing to do with Giannis. He'll be fat. I can lose when he does this crap. Like, it's just what – it comes with the territory. Dude's going to keep shooting. If he off, they not – it's going to look ugly. That's just what it is. Poor Harden, man. I, I just don't understand the regression this year. Maybe it's just – I don't know. Something's off, though. Something's got to be off, man. Like, I, I know he's he's a volume shooter, and he's the type to try to shoot out of something. But this this is bad, man. And it's bad against, like, bad teams, too. At least – at least the uh, last couple years, it either came in the playoffs or you had an excuse. Like, it was like, all right, he's getting guarded by Kawhi or, or he's going up against LeBron or something like that. But, like, this year, it's like, dude, like, you let Evan Fournier give you work, man. And, ugh. <laughs> like, what is going on? He's saving it for the playoffs. He's saving it for the playoffs. He's he, he, he switching it up on y'all this year. Playoffs? He still is averaging 35 points a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but, like I mean the points per game <laughs> – if you look, if you look at how many free throws per game he gets, though he's still getting double digit free throws too. A lot of nights where he's getting, he's having those poor shooting nights. The stat line still looks good for his points per game because he's getting to the line fourteen, fifteen times. I, I know, but when you shoot threes at the volume, I mean he's taking thirteen threes a game and he's still making thirty five percent. And like, they're usually difficult threes he's taking a step back. So like, I'm gonna crap on him, but for every one for eighteen, you get a ten for sixteen too. Like, it ain't. It all just adds up, and you can't take one stretch that he averaged at forty and going off, and then he he the greatest score ever, and then in these stretches he's just miserable. You just got to take the sum and know the sum is James Harden because he's somewhere in between the one for eighteen and the twelve for sixteen. All right, so we got one more. We got one more to do. We got five minutes left. Uh, Corey, we're going to start with you on this one because this guy is near and dear to your heart as a Westbrook fan. At the end of today's game, um, a reporter asked my man Patrick Beverly, what was the challenges of guarding LeBron James, to which he said, there are no challenges, and he followed that up by saying, it's not hard at all. Now, we don't have to go over LeBron's stat line. We already know he had a fairly decent game, but... Why does Patrick Beverly do these things? I don't think you can say that after you just lost, and the man pretty much took over the last four to five minutes of the game against pretty much everybody you put up against them. Corey, what do you make of this? I mean, what are you supposed to say? The dude's not in the league for anything but being a pesk and playing hard. Like, that's, what are you supposed to say? That's what he does. Like, I don't know. Uh, you, you say what, what my, what my, my man Dulu say? Do a little cup of the buck when they asked him about Giannis. He was like, I don't want to see him. Yeah, but they What's not, wrong with just being like. You want to, I mean, we want to keep it a buck. Westbrook kind of was on to something. He'll be doing that. He'll fall for it. Just be running around a bunch, talking and screaming. Like, he would really be doing that. But, like, I mean, what 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 is he supposed to say? The, my real question is why y'all got a microphone in front of Pat Beverly in the Clipper locker room? He did eighth best player on that team. Put the microphone up on a PG or Kawhi. I don't care if Kawhi just grunt. Yeah, did you see? Did you see the uh, moment uh, where he tried to like smack the ball out of LeBron's hand? And LeBron basically like he didn't even like shove into him or hit him yeah. or anything. He really just shoot him like a kid. Just put his arm up. Like he just bounced back off him. exactly. Yeah, and then he tried to like walk up behind him, and LeBron didn't even turn around. I was like, um, usually if somebody that big touch you like that, and you're the initial reaction is to go back about three feet. You probably want to chill. 
But whatever, man. Somebody gonna run up on him one day. Maurice, we'll let you go next because I know you like Pat Beverly. That's your boy. You probably miss him out there in Houston. Do you? What do you think about what he said? It's Pat Bev, man. He's from Chicago. He fought his whole life to get, you know, get to where he's at now. He, he don't like Corey said. He don't do much but pest you. Um, I don't know. I love Beverly though. I love his mentality. That's what to me. I don't know if you should go that far, but you kind of got to say something like that. They're gonna see these guys again, most likely down the road. Uh, well, actually, they're definitely gonna see them again because they play them once more. But I mean, you know, more for the playoffs. You see what happened uh, to Toronto a few years ago with. They asked, uh, was it DeRozan about LeBron? And he basically was like, man, you know, you know, I, I wish we had him or something like that. And then they went on to get swept. So you kind of got to have that mentality. He knows it's not true. The Clippers knows it's not, know it's not true. They better worry about LeBron because, like I said earlier, this is playoff mode. He, I think he's in. And there's going to be trouble if they, you know, they don't lock him up or at least make it tough for him. But which they which they have to a certain extent. He hasn't been as efficient as he has been against other teams. But it's, it's Patrick Beverly, man. He's gonna say what he wants, and that's the reason why they put the mic in front of his face is because <laughs> he's Patrick Beverly, and he's going to give them, you know, a soundbite that they could talk about, like we're talking about, and I'm pretty sure other people are talking about on social media right now. All right, Malone, bring us home, man. What do you make of Pat Bev's comment? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's Pat Beverly, man. Like, he's going to say some crazy shit. You know he's going to say some crazy shit. Like, that's why, like Maury said, that's why they put a microphone in front of his face because they know he's going to say some crazy stuff. Like, it's nothing new. It's nothing that I'm not surprised by what he said. I mean, like, like I agree with Maury almost 100%. Like I said, he got to – they got to set the tone for the playoff series. They know they're going to play the Lakers then. All right. Um, fellas, we're going to try to do this probably once a month. Um, and we'll probably try to schedule it again probably towards the middle of April. But as always, you two are welcome to join as uh, guest analysts whenever we do the show. Um, I will be doing it again next Sunday, and then after next week we'll be back to our, I think it was Thursdays. Um, So we'll be back to Thursday nights um, at 9 o'clock, I believe. But um, I appreciate you guys calling in. Um, No, I got a question. No, no. Let's close it out. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got a question. I've seen a lot of posts from you and John Washington and um, about this Kawhi guy, and we just not going to talk about how he completely ducked the smoke at the end of the game and wanted no parts of Gardner or Brock? Kawhi's uncle texted me uh, before the game. I'm on my Stephen A. I talked to Kawhi's uncle uh, before the game through text, and, and a source close to the uncle also texted me and told me that Kawhi was not interested in matching up with LeBron James one-on-one right now because in his mind it didn't really matter because he only plays for championships right now. So he said, catch him, you know, in the playoffs when the games really matter and he'll show you what's up. That's that's coming from the source that I got. I mean, I'm not there in L.A. right now. I'm obviously here in Richmond, so I can't really, you know, confirm or deny if that is in fact the case. So, I text Kawhi myself, and, and I haven't gotten a response back from him naturally, so hopefully he'll send me something back later, and I'll let you know. That's my Got official you. statement. Okay. Okay. Bro, how you going to come on my show and do me like that? Get out of here. All right, Malone. Dang, I kicked Corey out, and I slandered Ronnie. Yo, this is going to be my last show. Hey, Malone, Maurice, take us out, bro.
Y'all got y'all got the floor. Hey man, I'm ready for the rest of the season, man. I'm ready for the playoffs. Like it's it's getting interesting right now. This a, this a, this is when the like I know I know some people out there listening that they're so excited for March Madness, but I'm excited for some March NBA. <laughs> Don't, that's true. Don't sleep on my bucks. Your bucks. I hear oh talking about the Clippers and the Lakers, but don't sleep on my bucks. <laughs> I'm excited for for some uh, March NBA too. I think we're going to see some teams make a push and try to make a statement because um, I'm I'm really excited to see what these two man teams look like come playoff time rather than the uh, super teams that we're used to seeing over the last four or five years. Um, I think it'll be really interesting. Um, come April and May, June, of course. But, uh, again, appreciate you guys calling in. Like I said, you're always welcome to uh, call in to be guest analysts. But uh, thank you for the night. All right, brother. Appreciate it. All right. So this has been IBS Jesus. This was our NBA weekly podcast panel week. Uh, with special guests, Maurice Athey, Brian Malone, and Corey Carlton, my co-host as well. Um, this has been the week of March 8th, 2020. Again, we'll be back next week, March 15th, um, pretty much around the same time. And then following March 15th, um, that week of March 22nd, we will be back to our regularly scheduled Thursday nights. So, again, thank you guys for listening. We're signing off.